Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Benton on the podcast, DaleWileyShow.com. Because there was something in the water in Springfield, Missouri. Hey, don't forget me. I'm Brenda Lee, and we're all going to have fun tonight on Ozark Jubilee. the Missouri Music Podcast, hosted by music fan and the founder of Slewfoot Records, Mr. Dale Wiley. I'm sitting here today with Doug and Doug, start off by saying where you live and where you're from and everything else. Well, I live here in Crane. All right. Not far from your house. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Took me about one minute to get yes, down here. That's pretty fantastic. Uh, you came in and you were one minute early. So I, I can't help it. My wife made me sit there. <laughs> my wife made me sit there and wait or I would have really? been 20 minutes early. Oh my I'm, gosh. I can't help it. Totally she good. said that. I'd start to get, Matt, hold on. It makes her so mad because I get us places way too early. Well. Because I can't stand to be one minute late. Well, you, you are know. not. You know. but, and I should also add that your wife has already been on the podcast. Right. But I'm a lot nicer than she is. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we'll find out. Yeah. But you asked me where I'm from. I grew yes. up down in Mountain Home. Okay. That's where I graduated high school. Right. That's where I met Brenda. Right. And I think she'd been run out of this area pretty much. Yes. So I met her down there and nobody knew her down there. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we we got married and uh, after a stint in the Army, we came back here. Okay. And, so how long have you been married? Uh, 34 years. August the 2nd will be 34 wow. years. Okay. And so... You're now preaching, so tell me about that. Yeah, uh, this church I preach at now, been there. If I make it till August, I'll be there 12 years. I think you'll make it till August. Well, we'll see. I, you know, I'm just kind of week to week because they haven't run me off yet for some reason. Well, definitely. But then before that, I, uh, for four years before this church, I did outside sales and I was on the okay. road and I didn't pastor a church. And for then, what? Uh, outside sales for what? We sold. Uh, what you call full service F and I full service financing. We okay. worked with uh, dealers and dealer groups for recreational industry RVs okay. and boats That's and stuff. Cool. And we had a system where really we had a team in Nixa, and for these smaller dealers that didn't have their own finance guy, right? Uh, they couldn't afford. They didn't do enough volume to afford to have one year sure. round. Right. So we were their finance guy. Okay. They would send a credit app into us to our office. We had a relationship with lenders. We'd set up the loan and get on the phone with the customer, close the loan, and overnight papers to the dealer for signature. And, Wonderful. And I sold that. And so, how was that experience? <laughs> it was good. Uh, it was good. Other than, um, you know, I didn't mind being on the road. Right. However, it means you're not home. Right. Sure. And. Does. 
it got to where, and I'll to be honest with you, before that I pastored another church for eight years. Okay, where was Hurley that? Viewpoint Church is okay. up on Double A toward her. Okay, yeah. Was there for eight years, and I started this job in outside sales, and it, of course it took me on the road, and I was gone all week. Get home Thursday, Friday, and I'm behind the pulpit on Sunday and right. Monday. I'm, I wasn't there. I wasn't there for my yes. church. I right. walk in and I felt like I wasn't supposed to do that. Right. And I needed the change. So I stepped down from the pulpit. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure, you know, hindsight wise, I'm a lot smarter now looking back than I was then, but yes. I didn't get it. And I, I think what I was supposed to do is step down from the job. Okay. To change jobs. It's funny because I had the same experience. Yeah, that would, <laughs> I, I, what I was supposed to do is change to a job that would allow me to be there right. for my church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got it wrong. But, you know, God let me do that. And uh, he blessed us through my job for four years. Good. And then he took the job. Took right. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up, I needed a job. Right. Well, really, at first I thought, well, this ain't going to be bad. I've never collected unemployment. I'll brush up my resume, <laughs> yes. give me another high-powered job. And so I called the unemployment office to see what I need to do. Right. And the lady was real nice. She said, you know, you don't even have to come in here. I said, uh-huh. well, that's great. And she said, let me get your and give her information. And pretty soon she come back. She said, well, congratulations. You qualify for the maximum benefit. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, it might take me a while to brush up this resume. Right, exactly. And she come back a couple minutes later and told me what the maximum benefit was. Uh-huh. And, I mean, at, at the time, we had we had two kids at home. Right. And That's uh, gotten bigger. We didn't talk about it's, that. We'll get to that in a minute. But I realized that we couldn't buy groceries with that maximum right. benefit, yes. let alone pay bills. So I hung up the phone and I told Brent, I said, I need a job right now. Right. <laughs> and she'd been on uh, Hamilton Ford's website right. and seen that they didn't show they had a finance manager uh-huh. there. Uh, so I knew Mark. Right. And years before that, I'd had a little lot with Kevin Baker. We had a little lot in Maryville. Right. I used to buy cars off of yeah. Mark. So I called Mark and he said, no, I've got a guy. I've filled that spot. But he said... I'm missing a salesman on the floor. If you got something to do, come on, you know, until something else. Yeah. So I went to work for him, and after a while, our finance manager was let go. Uh And so I moved into that spot. Wow. I've been doing that for 12 years, I guess. Wow, that's cool. They haven't run me off yet either. (laughs) But you are also pastoring a church. Yes. uh, I pastor Galena Community Church in Galena. I've been there 12 years, just a little old. Country church, I mean, it's in town, but right. the building's been there since the 1800s. And right. In fact, I'm told that it's the oldest church in Stone County wow. that still operates as a That's church. Quite, That's quite a deal. Yeah, so Brenda and I went in there, and uh, first time, you know, of course, there's familiar faces in there for her, right. mainly, and uh, some of them knew her from her old days, right. and uh, and laughed at her, you know, I mean, gave her a hard <laughs> yes. time. I'm pretty sure Tommy Crabtree was watching the roof <laughs> when we come in to make sure it wasn't going to cave in. Exactly. But uh, anyway, so we went there, and it's, you know, just a little old. I, they had me preach there a few times, and then they had a vote and voted me in. Uh-huh. Uh, they'd had a split. Uh-huh. And we're healing. That was a lot, isn't it? 
they were healing from that and they'd had an interim pastor and his time had come where he needed he was really an evangelist you know sure. and he was and so he was going to be going so they voted me in as pastor honestly i came to where i wasn't a pastor for four years right came to work down here at hamilton's and wasn't there a week before they contacted me <laughs> and i don't know why they contacted me uh-huh. yeah i don't know how Really? They, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, sure. I didn't know anybody there. Right. Somebody somewhere said, contact Doug Minton. He's right. back in town. He's not, sure. and I don't know why, but I guess that's what God wanted. Uh-huh. So, uh, and before the vote, I went in, I'll tell you this. My wife said not to say anything embarrassing. <laughs> but say whatever you we, want. We both know that's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, one Thursday, I went in there to do something at the church, and I hadn't been voted in yet, and a, a lady was there that run our piano organ at the time, and she didn't like me. Uh, I didn't come off, you know what I mean, yeah. preachery, right. and I ain't smart enough to. Sure. And she sat me down, wanted to know if she could be frank with me, and uh, I said, yes, feel free to be frank with me. Uh-huh. And she said, not only do I not think you're qualified to pastor this church, she said, I don't even think you're trainable. (laughs) Really? And I said, I'm absolutely positive that you're right. Uh But I said, if God wants me here, I'll do it as long as he wants me to. Right. And, uh, of course, the vote was unanimous, minus one. Minus one. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so we've been there for 12 years in August. And it's been a blessing. They had one Sunday morning service, and it wasn't very long. We'd been there a while, and we decided we should do something Wednesday night. So okay. we thought we'd start a Bible study or something Wednesday night. Right. Didn't know what it was going to be. Right, sure. And it started out, we actually drew pretty good diversity of, of people. And as a matter of fact, I'd say there for a while, it was kind of a cross between an episode of Cops and the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> really? Okay. We had, Sounds great. Uh, we had ambulances. We had cops. and wow. just I mean, there were things that happened, but people uh-huh. were trying to change their life. And, right. Sure. You know, you don't just snap your fingers and Definitely. that happens. So, that you know, that was, uh, God used us that way. And uh-huh. the Wednesday night transitioned uh, into, we started having the kids started coming. Uh-huh. There were no kids in this church okay. except ours. Right. Uh, and at that time, there were our three kids. Right. And so uh, when we first walked into that church, I think there were 20 or 24 of us, including us five. Uh-huh. And so, but anyway, we started doing a Wednesday night, and pretty soon it turned into a kids' ministry. Right. We sat down with the council at some point and decided that we were going to, the kids were showing up hungry. Right. And not only that, but some of the adults coming straight from work or didn't have time, and some of them were hungry. Wow. And so we decided we'd serve supper Yeah. on Wednesday night. Right. So the ladies got together and different things, and we had it catered some, and just different ones volunteered. And right. We've been doing that for several years now. Uh-huh. And uh, now before the COVID thing, you know, we might feed 30 kids wow. on a Wednesday night. And, right. of course, we... We ended up, of course, if you're you're familiar with our little old church, yeah. If you're familiar with our little old church, there's not room. We got the sanctuary, and we could could probably squeeze 100 people in there if we had to. 
And we've got the little annex behind it with sure. the kitchen and the bathroom and one classroom. And right. we just, we got to where we had about five classrooms full of kids. Uh-huh. We had one classroom. And when, of course, we're using the church and whatever we needed to. Right. But an opportunity came for us to purchase a house right next door to the church. Wow. And that was a ridiculous story. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was for sale. And we thought, well, that'd be perfect. And Brenda and the ladies, they started talking about it. Well, they wanted quite a bit of money for it. Okay. Didn't think we could afford it. Right. So the ladies decided, we're just going to start praying about it. Right. See what happens, you know. Sure. Well, and we're probably suspects to this day. But It's funny, you know, to, to see how that helps everything. Right. Oh, it. <laughs> if yes. you don't do that, it, well, so here's what happened. Somebody broke into this house. It was okay. empty. And there was a pool table in one of the back rooms. And they poured gas or whatever on it. They wow. set fire in there. Oh, my god! And burnt some of that room, burnt the wall some. Not not horrible damage, but smoked the whole thing. Right. Well, obviously that brought it into our price range. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we ended up buying the house for, I think, 22 Wow. We've had the work done, and we're in the process. We've got two rooms left to remodel. Wow. But the rest of it's done, and we're using it for classrooms and feeding or whatever. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, the air quit in our sanctuary, and we had wow. church over there. Wow. And we're cool. we're down in numbers right now since this thing's been right. going on. Sure. I, we might have had 25 yes. people in there, you know. but uh-huh. uh, So it's been a blessing, the house, and it's got a, a good-sized fenced-in backyard. Right. And that was the other need it met because with all those kids and wanting to yeah. get out and play, the church has no yard. You can mow the churchyard in like five minutes. Sure, yes. And so it's hard to just keep them out of the street, yes. you know. So that's been a blessing. And uh, I don't know. We're still there. God still wants us there. He's Sounds using us. Good. He's using our little church. So. And so tell me about Brenda. Brag on her for a minute. Well, I couldn't brag on her enough. <laughs> uh First, I'd like to say how lucky she is. Yes, of pretty course. clearly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no, she's like Superwoman. If you've, you know, if you've read about the, you know, the the lady it talks about in the Bible, uh, you know that that works and takes care of her family right. and feeds and does everything, and that's her. Right. She always has. When we were young, when we had our first child, she worked outside yeah. you know and she always did when I met her we both had two jobs right and we was both wild as we could be but we were responsible <laughs> somewhat yes. but uh, so she worked and I remember when she dropped Josh off you know she'd cry she'd go to work and right we finally sat down and did the math one day the gas the daycare the clothes right. the and we made decision and we prayed about it made decision that she's going to stay home uh-huh. And we would just go ahead and eat bologna or whatever, right. whatever we had to do. Yes. And God blessed that. You know, uh, she was able to stay home. And, of course, we had our second son, Luke, along the way. And uh, and you know she writes. Yes, and I know she writes. the way she explained it to me when she was a kid, she uh, wrote. Right. She would write stories and let her friends read it. And anyway, she decided she'd try to get published. Yeah. So... Uh, she sent several books, several manuscripts in, and uh-huh. get the nice letter back. Thank you. We're, right. you know, we're nice looking for we this, <laughs> looking for this right now. I've got this and, 
Finally, she went to a conference, a writer's conference, and she hired an agent. Uh-huh. And, you know, she explained to me the agents, they go to all these conferences yeah. and they meet with the editors and they know they know what's coming. Right. And they know what to look ahead for. And the next book she wrote sold. Wow. And, uh, you know, that was with, I can't remember the publisher, but it wasn't Harlequin. Right. Uh, which she'd been, she'd written several books for Harlequin. Right. And uh, now they have a Christian line, love-inspired right. series, and she writes Christian romance. Sure. Now, when anyone asks me, especially at church, I just tell them she writes for Harlequin uh-huh. and leave it at that. <laughs> and just let them come to their own conclusion for a while, you know. That sounds fun. But, but uh, anyway, I don't know, 40-some books she's yeah. had published. and So, but here's what happened. You know, God blessed her decision uh, to put her family first. Right. And made a way for her to make a living. Yes. And be at home with the kids. Right. And, uh, you know, we thought two kids was about right for us. Right. And, you know, we prayed about it and told God two's going to be all right. Yes. And uh, you, I'm you sure. told God that. That's right. Well, yeah, God, this is good. We appreciate it. We're good. And I think he took our plans and he threw them up in the air right. and turned on a big fan <laughs> yes. as he was giggling at us. So in church one day, several years ago, up at the Viewpoint Church, right. Brenda came to me and said, can we adopt a little girl? Okay. Someone at church had approached her and a cousin of a cousin or whoever. Sure. Mom had, anyway, for whatever reason, this little girl needed to be right. adopted. She was two at the time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Anyway, and I'm like, you know, it's kind of like when Brenda proposed to me. I just right. went along with it. She proposed to you. <laughs> well, that yeah. sounds perfect, yes. Yeah, it was pretty fancy. She <laughs> said, my aunt thinks we ought to get married. Well, there we go. So, uh, and of course, we were, you know, like I said, we were wild, and it was time for us to settle sure, down. Sure, right. And, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so details, and the, the end result was we hired a, an attorney here in town, you might know him. I think I do. His name's Bob White. Yes, I do. <laughs> and uh, he took care of that for us. Right. And we didn't have two nickels to rub together. Right. Bob said, don't worry about it. We'll do it this way. We'll go along. And it took a couple years. I mean, right. it took time. But sure. when it was time to file something, he'd be like, okay, this one will file this. This will cost this much. Right. And we were able to go along that way. Uh-huh. And I don't know what how much we spent doing. It was a private uh-huh. adoption. Sure. They're expensive. Right. But he did it in such a way where we could do it. Wow. And uh, he got that done for us. And cool. um, so anyway, we went along, and three was definitely plenty. Right. You definitely. know, and, no and more. so, you know, we went along, and here about, oh, five or six years ago, kind of the process started. We lived out there on TT. Right. The little house, it was just fine for us five, you know, right. and Josh was going to move out pretty soon and it, you know, all that, and which he did. But uh, we got a call one o'clock in the morning okay. to go to Stockton and pick up our little great nieces and nephews. Okay. Their mom had some issues, always did, never could put them first. Uh-huh. And the grandma had them and they were camping. And she got caught with some dope. She was getting arrested. Okay. And they let her call Brenda. Wow, that's nice. So we went to Stockton and got the ones that were with her. The oldest one was actually on the run with her mom then. Really? But uh, anyway, and we already had one of them, I think, because we'd get them whenever we could. Sure. 
but uh, so we went and got them and uh, you know the they went into foster care right and so we went into foster care too right and so so we could keep them now at that time in this house we could handle two or three and we could handle all of them but uh, they put they placed two of them with Brenda's our niece Carrie okay okay and Carrie had two of them for the next year or so, and we had the other three. And of course, we that made it. We could keep them together. All the, right. they weren't they weren't sure. apart. Right. Uh, sometimes they were all at our house. Sometimes they all you know we just sure close enough. But at one point, they decided to sever parental rights permanently. Okay. And the mother just couldn't do right. what she had to do. Mm-hmm. And so when they did that, and they'd talked to us about it before, and I said, "Yeah, we'll adopt them, but we're not going to fight." Sure over it right. you know so once they severed parental rights and they started the adoption process and of course out of foster care when the states got custody oh yeah it didn't cost us anything right they paid yes. for the attorney they paid yes. for you know so that took a while but uh just a little over four years ago the adoption was final wow and now we have what we call the replacement team <laughs> okay tell to, me how many there's five okay, at home let's now. Name them for the podcast. Okay, Haley's the oldest one. She's okay. 19. All right. And uh, of course, she's going to she's going to OTC next year, and right. she's she just started her full time job. Good. Her and her sister Leah have worked down at the uh, Chinese restaurant here for several months. Right. And uh, Haley worked at the pool each summer oh, through yeah. school Very too. Cool. Of course, we didn't open the pool this year. Right. Well, Haley decided she wanted a full-time job, and uh-huh. she's going to be going to OTC down there at Hollister. Sure. So she's got, she started the Chateau a week or two ago. Wow. That's and, good uh, which means Aaliyah gets more hours at the Chinese restaurant because okay. she's it. Until <laughs> school starts anyway. Right. And uh, so it's hectic. It's wonderful. We've uh-huh. got kids in, you know, one of the twins does uh, dance, competitive dance. Okay, uh, the other one's the most stable. Okay, sorry. Uh, Haley's the oldest yeah, one, 19. Luke is your middle child. Yeah, Luke's my second son. Okay. He's in Italy right now. Okay, and well, the other one is... Okay, the oldest one's Josh, okay, and my oldest Luke, son. And then, and then Hannah. Hannah. Okay. okay, and then you've got... And Hannah's 21, right. Luke's 24, sure. Josh is going to be 30 here pretty right. soon. He lives two blocks from Papa <laughs> with my two grandbabies. <laughs> uh, so then you have Aaliyah. Okay. She just turned 16 recently, so... There's another car in the driveway. Right. <laughs> We're running out of places to park. Definitely. Uh, but, uh, and then we've got Santi. He's okay. 13. And then we've got the twins. They're both 11. Senya, Yesenia, and Maya. Okay. And so between track and FFA and dance and... You're keeping crane hopping. It's, I mean, we struggle to come home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Our favorite thing is to be home for right. supper. Any you more know. kids? Was that, did you name everybody? That's all the kids. Okay. And then my son and his wife have two young ones, wow. a couple grandbabies. Wow. Or so. And they, like I said, they just live a couple blocks from us. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, yeah, and Luke's in Italy right now serving in the Navy. Right. He'll be home in a few months. And then right. he's going to go to Columbia, go to journalism school. Well, and Colton Bott is a big fan of Luke. Well, Luke's a big fan of Colton, and I am too, you know, and, uh, you know, I know you're friends with Kelly. Right, I was, And, you know, and Kelly was like a brother to me. Just love him. And me and Kelly and the boys, we we would travel together, we'd 
you right. know, it just, uh, that changed our life. Yeah. You know, when we lost Kelly. Oh, yeah. But uh, Colton's a good boy. Yeah, he is. And he's, uh, he's something else. He's living his dream. He is. That's what he used to do. They had a plan. Luke and Colton had a plan okay. at one time. When <laughs> four days out of high school, Luke already knew he was going to join the Navy. Right. And Colton already knew he was going to be a professional wrestler. Right. And he just, I mean, all the way through. And I wish his dad could see this. Right, I do too. But they had a plan because the GI Bill pays for school. Yeah. Wherever you want to go. Pays living expenses. Right. Okay. Well, you could never afford to go to New York City and stay and go to school. Unless you got a GI Bill. Right. So the plan was, Luke was going to go to school in New York City. Uh Uh-huh. And Colton was going to move out there with him and join the <laughs> WWE. All right. So I, and I can't guarantee you they won't do that right, at some point. Exactly. They haven't not done it yet. Yes. But, you know, Colton started his career, and, and uh, so I don't know how that's going to work. But they're, uh, they're, them boys are something else. That's wonderful. But uh, they're the pride of all of us. But, well, uh, definitely. And now let's, have you talked about, God forbid, you're a preacher. Tell me I am. I've what been accused of. Well, he means everything to me. All right. Uh, I wouldn't be, you know, when Brenda and I first married, and, and Brenda got saved when she was eight years old. Right. In the church that I pastor. Oh, really? Right now. Wow. Her name's That's in the cool. book down there, wow. which is, yeah, pretty freaky anyway. But, right. Um, but when Brenda and I got together, her aunt suggested we get married, so we did. And uh, and her aunt kind of got her started in church, going right. to a women's meeting here and there. And she right. got kind of, you know, she kind of re- got rededicated and yeah. back to God and started getting after me. Right. We need to go to church. <laughs> yes. And I kind of, okay, we'll go to church. And uh-huh. we were in Mountain Home at the time. And uh, so we went to church and went to her aunt and uncle's church and we got, and we fit in, you know, right. and I can do the thing. And we end up, they end up asking us to work with the kids, with the youth, right. and we did. And sure. Like I said, if you'd have looked at me, you'd assumed I was washed in the blood. Just, right. You know what I mean? Yes. And I just but. figured, well, I must be. So here's what happened. So I joined the Army. Okay. And I'm, uh, I tur- just turned, we got married, we were 20 when we got married. Okay. And by the time we knew each other six months, we'd been married for a couple months. Wow. This is how fast it was. And of Your course, aunt did some good suggestions. Well, everybody was worried. My family uh, didn't approve. I mean, and my friend, nobody thought it would work. Really? So we're coming up on 34. Why not? Too quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> too quick, and they knew we were just moving too fast. Right. Um, you know, after 34 years, I guess we're still waiting to see. Exactly. But, you know, God knew what he was doing yeah. in, in spite of us. Yes. We made plenty of bad decisions. Uh, but, you know, we pastored this or worked in this church with the youth. And we, so I went in the Army. And I went in the Army. We were up here in Galena. Right. And we were looking at the, when the Hanses had the little grocery store there on the square. Uh-huh. And they were wanting to sell that grocery store. Uh-huh. And they offered to sell it to me and Brenda. Uh-huh. Carry it for us. Right, we didn't have, sure. still didn't have two nickels. Right. It. They'd carry it, and you know, I was interested. You know, we were interested. Sure. We went and yeah. looked at it, and we talked to him, and um, got to talking. And Brenda said, "You know, if we buy this, you, you got a mom and pop it. And so right. we've not been anywhere. We've not done anything. Sure, this is seven days a week. 
And she says, I want to go to Germany. Right. Well, okay. Uh-huh. So we talked about how we'd go to Germany. I thought, well, I could join the Army. Because uh-huh. you can, you know, they pay for travel, you know, right. all that. And sure. So I went and talked to the recruiter. And, of course, I was just dumb as a box of rocks. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know you couldn't do this stuff. Right. So I went and talked to the recruiter, and he said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I don't care. Maybe an engineer. Well, you know, <laughs> I was thinking engineer. civilian engineer, <laughs> yes. not Army engineer. Right. Army engineer is something different. Right. And not something for me, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, they explained to me what was what. And I said, well, really, when it comes down to it, I want to go to Germany. Right. Um, I want, we want to be stationed in Germany. Right. And he said, well, there's no way to guarantee that. The only way you could guarantee that is if you were a German linguist. All right. And I said, that's what I said. We'll just do that. And he's like, hold on, cowboy. You know, it ain't that simple. <laughs> you got to do a few extra tests, and you got to pass right. this, and... They had this language test I had to take, and it was ridiculous. I failed it miserably. <laughs> it's designed to fail miserably, but yes. it measures your ability to learn a language, right. apparently. Sure. So somehow I passed this test. Wow. So we got down to it, and I had my contract there ready for me to sign. Uh-huh. And he said, okay, put your favorite duty station, your first choice. But he also put two more. Uh-huh. And he said, if we can't get you that first choice, we'll try to get you one of the other two. And I said, nah. I said, we're, I want Germany. Okay. I want guaranteed Germany. He said, well, we can't guarantee you anything. Right. <laughs> so I went home. Uh-huh. You know, we parted friends. And apparently he'd got with the supervisors or whatever and called me. Right. Got in touch with me. He said, we can guarantee you German language. Okay. Okay. So I said, okay. So I go back up there and they had it in there, guaranteed German, period. Okay. I'm going to be a German linguist right. as long as I pass all the schools and right. stuff. Sure. I didn't know German. Right. So, you know, there's still a little unknown there. Definitely. So, That's a big unknown. Yeah. Actually. So I That's signed, cool. went off to basic training, and the whole platoon I was in in basic training was full of linguists. Right. And, of course, toward the end of basic, you get your orders for your yeah. school. Right. And, of course, this guy's going to learn Spanish. This one's going to learn Russian. This one's going to learn whatever, Mandarin, German, whatever they chose. Right. And these guys just knew, yeah, I'm going to, well, they didn't do what I did. Right. They picked their one and their second and their third choice. Some of them didn't get their third choice. Right. I mean, there were guys crying when we get these because they had no idea. Of course, I had to go, you know, orders to go to Presidio and learn German. Right. And so we did that, and they sent us out, come home after basic for a week or two for Christmas. Right. And then Brenda and I left to go to Presidio. And in our little Renault, which lost its first gear on the way there and lost its alternator on the way there, and we're traveling over the Christmas holiday, and you couldn't get nothing. Right. So we traveled without an alternator. Okay. Uh, we and going through Texas, I'm not a very good passenger in a car, okay. so I do most of the driving. <laughs> well, Brenda said, "Let me drive, you know, for a while." So we're going sure. across Texas. Keep in mind, no alternator, right? <laughs> so we can't shut the car off till we yeah. get somewhere exactly. to charge a battery, right? And so I pulled over, let her, or she drove for a while, and I couldn't take it very long. I can't <laughs> relax. It wasn't her fault. Yes. You know, I said, pull over, I'll drive. I said, don't shut it off. She whipped over there in the shoulder. And, of course, just habit, 
right. shut her off. Of course. Well, it was deader than a hammer. Uh-huh. Wind's blowing 40 miles an hour. It's 20 degrees, spitting snow. Right. We're in the middle of nowhere. Right. Texas. Sure. Had our little yappy dog with us. We had a little <laughs> chihuahua. And we're going to freeze. Cars are flying by. Sure. You know, just we didn't know what to do. I stood out there. Pretty soon, you could, it was so far away, you could barely see this farmhouse. Okay. I mean, it was probably a good mile away, right. you know, or more. Pretty soon, we saw this old truck coming up through the through the field, not on the road, uh-huh. through the field, and just bouncing up through the field. Pretty soon, he bounces up over the median. Right. He comes over there. He's seen us. Uh-huh. So, figured we broke down, in trouble. Right. Sure. Nothing's open. Well, he came and got us, loaded us up. Before he came and got us, he called the, there's not really even a town, there's a little gas station. Right. That was closed. Mm-hmm. It's on like a Sunday. Yeah. You know, and... He takes her and the dog, drops her off at his house with his wife, uh-huh. takes me and we go to this gas station. The guy came and met us there and sold me a battery, okay. second battery that was hot. Sure. So took, well, we put the battery in, kept the old battery, and there we went. Uh-huh. So we could make it 300 miles a day Really? Wow. on a battery. So well, no lights, no nothing. I mean, you couldn't run the heat. I mean, it was not pleasant by any means. Yeah. But and we'd we'd figured on two days worth of driving to get where we were going sure. to Monterey. Right. Well, we had enough money to do that. Right. We didn't have enough money to go three hundred miles a day and right. get a hotel. Definitely. So uh, I think we made it into California, and I will tell you this: going through Arizona might have been Flagstaff or no right. New Mexico. Anyway. Blizzard. Wow. Blizzard day. You couldn't not run your stuff. Right. We had to have headlights. We had to have defrost. Sure. Going through here, snows on the interstate. Right. And the little light battery light that comes on on your dash when you're altering. Light. Sure. Well, we started that car that morning with its fresh battery uh-huh. before we took off, and the alternator light wasn't on. Uh-huh. Now, that don't mean nothing. That alternator's bad. Sure. We drove all day and in through the blizzard into the night with everything blasting. And that alternator worked in that car all day that day. Wow. The next morning we got up, fired up the car. Alternator's not working. Wow. Never worked again. Wow. We made it into California uh, and still had a ways to go the next day. We was out of money. Right. Out of money. Uh-huh. When I got to this duty station to Monterey to the post, uh-huh. I could get an advance, but sure. we had to get there. So right. I think my, my mom, my, my mom and dad wired us a hundred bucks, I think. Uh-huh. And we got there, got in, got our advance and got started. And I learned German, spent a year right. there. We lived in, we, like I said, we didn't have Where nothing, uh, just outside of Frankfurt okay. where I was stationed. A little, little, uh, post called Michael Barracks is in Hoekst. Okay. Can't even say it right anymore. Right. I remember a lot of it. My mouth don't work right anymore. Sure. Didn't use it. But, uh, and Josh was born while we were there. Really? And Josh was a miscarriage. Okay. If we had been home, he'd have been a miscarriage. Okay. If we'd have been using the Army doctors, which were available, would have been a miscarriage. Right. Brenda was a picture of health. She was gaining the weight. Everything was good. But Brenda went to work when we got to Germany for a German company. Okay. And she had German insurance. Right. 
Wow. wasn't cheap, but they took it out of her check. Yeah. And it was nice. She made got paid in German marks at the time. Right. We didn't have to exchange money. So right. We just had a German bank account. And, but she had a German doctor. Uh-huh. And he saw her every two weeks. And every time she went in, he did a sonogram. Right. He looked at the baby. And at some point, he could see from the two weeks before that he had stopped growing. Right. Did some tests. He wasn't getting... There was a membrane that was too thick. Brenda was healthy, but the baby wasn't getting it. Sure. And they came to us, and they put her in the hospital. And they started giving her shots in her stomach for his lungs, to help his lungs, because they knew they was going to have to take him early. Sure. And so they went as far as they could. They did a test, and he was... They were were about to lose him. Uh Uh-huh. So they did an emergency C-section. Wow. I remember that because... They did give her a whatever shot for the, the block or whatever. Sure. But they couldn't even wait for it. So I'm in there with her. I'm up at her head, and I, I could see in her face she felt everything. Right. And they took the baby, and a nurse went running out of there with his cloth. All you could see was a cloth. Right. Running out. Wow. And uh, anyway, when a doctor came up there and, and told us, your baby's going to be okay. Josh weighed one pound, six ounces. That's crazy. They warned us before they took him, said, look, he's going to be small. He's early. He's going to weigh maybe three, three and a half pounds. Right. Well, he weighed one pound, six ounces. Wow. Lost down to a pound. They had him. He's got a a little spot on the back of his head where no hair grows. Okay. Because they put him in an incubator on his back. And they didn't touch him for a month. Wow. Because any stimulation... Raise his heartbeat. Sure. He'd lose weight. Couldn't afford wow, it. Crazy. He had the rotavirus. Well, they 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 thought he wouldn't make it through the night. I don't remember how many times. Wow. Uh, but what I didn't tell you about what happened in basic training, because uh-huh. it, it ties to that. Okay. Well, like I said, I was like a pretend Christian. Okay. You know, we were going to church and doing that. Right. And one thing I remember... When I went off to basic training, it was like, okay, I'm free for that from that sure. right now. I'm just going to go do my thing. I don't have to worry about that. Uh, and I get to basic training, and there's these two guys. And of course, I'm an old guy. Right. I'm 21. Sure. Yes. Right. And these kids are 17, 18 years right. old, and and I'm the old guy. But these two guys line up behind me. Somehow, I can't remember what their last names were, but for some reason they were uh, bunk mates. Like okay. I was on the bottom bunk, one of them's on the top bunk, the other one's on the bunk next to me. Right. And these guys were irritating. They were, you know those Christians who go around and just praising the Lord and just sure. telling everybody about Jesus right. and just, that was these guys. Yes. And here I thought, Man, I got a break. I'm going to just yes. do my thing. Live in Germany. And they Love irritated me to no end. <laughs> I mean, just, Doug, you know Jesus? Yeah, I know. And finally it come out. I'm, yeah, I work with the youth at the church. And we're, right. oh, well, we're going to be, you know. I'm like, guys, just, anyway, God used them. And uh, I got saved in the bathroom stall. Okay, now I can hear this. That I was supposed to be cleaning. <laughs> and God just got a hold of me, and I just gave it all to him. Okay. And that was it. Wow. So, 
I went in pretending, uh-huh. and I came out ready for God to use. Right. So, uh, you know, of course, we go off to Germany, and we met some people, and they went to a church on this other post that was run by missionaries. Right. Assembly of God Church. It was actually, the church was a, I don't remember if it was Methodist or Presbyterian or some denomination, but they let these missionaries use it, uh, and they were Assembly of God uh, missionary. I remember Pastor Bob and Joyce. Okay. And uh, so anyway, we got going to that church and got involved with it and a lot mm-hmm. of friends. And uh, Brent and I both ended up getting baptized in that church by the associate pastor. Okay. Who was, who was an Army guy. He was a warrant officer. And him and his wife Eunice was there. We knew them while they were there. John baptized both of us while we were there. Uh, last year, John came to our church in Galena wow. and shared with us because he's back home now. He's retired, and he lives wow. in Oklahoma. So anyway, so Josh uh, didn't couldn't touch him for a month. Right. And it was, I think he was five months old when we brought him home. Wow. He had to get up to five pounds. Right. And it took that long to get close close enough to five pounds. They were comfortable for us to sure. bring him home. Right. And uh, we brought him home, and he should have been blind. They said he'll be blind because he was on oxygen for so long. You know, his retinas will detach and all that. Right. His eyesight's great. He's been healthy all of his life. He's small. Sure. Uh, you know, he's five feet tall. Right. Uh, but he... Uh, works a full-time job and earns a living for his family. His wife is able to stay home. Right. Got me two grandbabies, and they're just as blessed as they can be. Wow. And uh, they didn't expect him to even make it. And, wow. in fact, when we came home from Germany, the first doctor we saw here said we need to get him on growth hormone uh-huh. to make him bigger. Sure. Okay, we're in on that, and we start. Brenda's the studier. Right, sure. <laughs> and she goes looking at that, she said, I don't think we better do that. Right. The side effects are not good. Right. It sure. would have made him bigger. Right. But we prayed about it, and we decided that Josh is going to be the size that God wants him yes, to be. Yes, exactly. Uh, he's the youth pastor at our church, wow. too, by the way. that's perfect. So God uses him and sent him a girl over from Tennessee, over by Nashville. Uh-huh. And this little girl was read Brenda's books. Really? Wow. And followed Brenda and heard her family were traveling in an RV, uh-huh. and she had contacted Brenda saying they're going to be coming to Branson, and would it be okay if they stop in Crane and see her? She wanted wow. to meet Brenda in that person. Is so cool. So it was funny at the time. Josh worked with me down here at the Ford dealership, right. and he and I'd usually go to lunch together, you right. know. And uh, but anyway, we didn't know they were meeting Brenda this day when the, the classy corner wow. was there on the corner, right. and Josh and I went in there to eat. And look around, we'll shoot Brenda sitting in there. Right. So what are you doing? So we sat by her. She says, well, i got people coming to meet me. Uh-huh. Pretty soon here comes this family walking up the sidewalk. Okay. And, uh, well, Brooke was getting, wanted to meet Brenda. So we met the family. Uh, I think I bought their lunch. Right. You know, just, well, they're just, <laughs> you know. Uh, but at some point, Josh and Brooke, got to talking online or Facebook or whatever. Right. And uh, he went to see her once or twice, and uh, she moved here. 
And Josh was living out on his own. He was living down Horse Creek, and she moved here, moved in with me and Brenda and the kids we had in the house then. Right. And so she stayed with us, and, of course, they planned their wedding, and they got married. I married him in our little church uh, four years ago. Wow. Uh, Five years ago. That's amazing. (laughs) Five years ago, time got away from me. (laughs) But looking back to see what God has done and how stupid I was, to run from him for so long. I know. And I still get to be the guy that I am. Right. Like I said, when people look at me, they don't think pastor. Sure. You know, uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I don't feel like my job is to impress people and right. act all religious around Exactly. Uh, but I, you know, I believe what the Bible says and right. I let it say what it says. And sometimes it's hard to do that. Right. Because my life don't always line up with it either. Exactly. And so, you know, where I miss it. It's always a work. Yeah. But we're a work in progress. As long as we're here, that's what we are. (laughs) Yes. But there was only one perfect. But that's kind of, you know, like I said, uh, got work down here. I've been there 12 years and I I do the financing now. I have for several years and I'm blessed to be able to work a mile from my house. Right. As you know, if you live in Crane and work, (laughs) you probably go to Springfield or some, most people, I mean, you know, you made your living here. Your dad made his living here for a long time and we're blessed to be able to do that for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm on the city council here somehow. Yes. I'm aware. That's not <laughs> not good. Uh, but it's necessary. It needs to be done. I actually had a guy run against me this last election. I don't know how he didn't win. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm willing to do it. It's not. Right. That's the one thing in my life that goes on right now that has no benefit to me and my family whatsoever. <laughs> but I'll do the best I can while I'm right. in there. You know, after this term, I won't run again. And, you know, this is the reason why I say everybody's got a story to tell, and they mean that. That's right. You sat here and told me you didn't have anything to say, and my gosh, you got everything to say. You got me started. I don't know when to shut up. Exactly. Yeah. And so thank you so much for coming. Talk to me because I enjoyed it very much. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. All right. Well, I love to do it. I love to do it. DaleWileyShow.com.